Hello everyone, it's Sleepy Dad, and, you know, I'm going to take a break from sitting here talking about all my life stories, and I'm going to talk about some of them, not everything that happens within the day, and I try not to, because there's some things that not everybody needs to know, right? Privacy. Something where I think everyone, including our younger generation of people, could use that outlook on, that not everything has to be shared. That not everything has to be talked about, and so on and so on. So, one, I'm, I'm a major, like, just <sighs> trying to figure out the best way to say it. I dislike customer service calls. I hate having to call customer service on anything. If it's something that deals with uh, internet, phone, student loans, anything, I hate calling customer service. Because they have a time frame window that they operate within, and if you don't call them within that time, you ain't getting no help. Right? So I had two instances yesterday where my wife and I were calling uh, customer service. Uh, um, one was for internet and one was for student loans, ironically. And we hadn't had the best of luck recently. We really haven't. You know about our IRS situation. That That's a whole different debacle all on its own. Uh, in fact, I'm so tired of it. I wish it would just resolve by now and we'd have our money. My wife spent extra money when she didn't need to. <clears throat> that kind of thing. But we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Either way, one way or another, we're going to be okay. I just prefer to be a little bit better off than where, where I'm sitting right now. Right? So... As I'm sitting here, like, as I was sitting in my office last night, I'm waiting, you know, I'm listening to my wife talk and everything, and uh, she's getting confused and everything else, and I hear her sit here and utter the words that she's not eligible for that, and she's confused by it. I could hear it in the sound of her voice, but the person on the other end of the phone, on the line with her, did not quite understand where she was coming from. So she said, look, I'm going to put you on speaker that way my husband can hear and everything else. Okay. So that person on the other end of the line so there just goes through their whole, like, spiel of, like, policy procedures and this and that and yada, yada, yada. I'm just... I don't want to hear that at that moment of time. I want to know what's going on. I want to know why this is this way. And you're not willing to help us try to make this situation a little bit easier for us. So apparently, and I'm not going to tell you which loan company it is, but it's a very, it is a very big and popular one. Um... 
so this customer service representative goes, all right, all right, yada, 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 like goes through the privacy policy and this and that. And, you know, just like, it's basically like a swearing in, right? Here, we're going to read you all this. This call may be recorded, blah, 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 blah. All right, great, cool, whatever. And so the person on the end of the other end of the line, we're trying to understand why this is the way it is, why the, this is not able to be done right now, what's going on. We've never had this problem before. You know, we, we still have one more time, uh, more bearings for stuff, you know, this and that. How about, you know, I'm not lying. Every time we tried to find out why, all this person would say is, she's just not eligible. She's just not eligible. Why is she not eligible? We haven't used up all of her forbearance a lot of amount times. We haven't sat there. I mean, it's been past six weeks, I mean, six weeks, six months since the last time we did forbearance. What is the problem right now? Well, there's not a problem, but she's not eligible. Then you're not helping us understand why she's not eligible. How are you going to tell us she's not eligible for it? And you're not going to sit here and like work with us trying to explain it. So before the whole thing, before like we kept, I kept asking questions and she kept ignoring them. I was getting so frustrated. This is this is why I hate customer service people. All right, they've got a, they got a strict dialogue that they're allowed to talk, they're allowed to say, and that's it. I really do hate it. So we get done. I, I I'm I'm sitting there, you know, we're we're going at it, you know, trying to trying to understand why I'm getting frustrated. I'm walking in and out of the office because I just if I stay in there, I'm going to yell at this woman, and I it's not my place to yell at this woman. But she kept ignoring the questions that made sense to ask, and I guess that's the difference between my wife and I, like. I think of the questions that she doesn't and will ask them. She may not think of those questions at all. She'll more than likely take somebody's word about the situation and be like, oh, it is what it is. Okay, I just got to deal with it. Rather than question going, uh, come again? (laughs) That kind of thing. So, the woman could not help us at all. She she just couldn't help us. I said, all right, can we please speak to your manager? We're not quite understanding what you're going, what you're saying here. You're not explaining it to us as well as, you know, we need right now. We need to speak to a manager. She goes, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll be more than happy to send it to an escalation team member. So, as soon as we got put on hold... It's a call is being transferred. We 
blank, like, I put, I told my wife to put a, uh, the call on mute. So it would just be her and I could hear it in case somebody jumps in on after the hold. I said, that was ridiculous. Like, this is, this is beyond ridiculous. They can't, if you can't sit there and ask them a question, and they can't give you a straight answer. And then they're going to sit there and say, we sent policy notice change to determine the forbearance, stuff like that. And we can't find it. And they say they sent it to our email and we definitely can't find it there. There's a problem. There is a severe problem. So when the person got back on the line, she goes, uh, yes, Ms. So-and-so, um, I'm here with a, a escalation representative, and um, I have you and your boyfriend on the line. I go, boyfriend? At this point, I was furious with this person. I didn't... I didn't want her anywhere on the conversation. You can't get things right. And you're sitting here beating around the bush, not telling us the full thing. There's a problem. She swore up and down that we sent, we sent y'all an email about the forbearance. Stuff. No, we never got one. We checked spam, the trash, and the inbox in our emails. Both of us did. And there was nothing. And all the meanwhile, they're sitting there going, well, we sent it, we sent it, we sent it. So when the escalation member gets up on the line, and she finally gets off the line, she goes, so I understand there, there's some frustration going on. I said, oh, you better believe there's some frustration going on. I said, we're trying to understand why my wife, who has one more time of forbearance, is being told she's not eligible for it, and it's not able to be carried out right now. And she goes, well, if she hasn't used up all of her times, that's fine. We're offering more available repayment options rather than just going into forbearance. They see forbearance is going to be more harmful for her than making a lesser increment payment. And I told the woman, on, the, I told that person after just got done talking to the other person, said, see, that makes more sense. I told her that. And the woman was like, well, what was going on? I was like, we're just told that she wasn't ever she wasn't eligible for it. She goes, Oh. We kept asking why is she not eligible. First said, she's just not eligible at this time. We changed policy on being allowed to permit forbearance on any person's account. And we sent it out back when like you should have gotten it. But when we kept trying to tell the woman that we didn't get it, she just kept saying, oh, well, we sent it, we sent it, we sent it. And she goes, yeah, we've been getting that a lot. That not a lot of people are getting that. And people are calling, trying to do it now, and they're getting just as frustrated. And I'm sorry that, like, 
the previous uh, person on the line did not like explain it fully at all. Uh, we had to revamp our entire like forbearance policy and this and that. We have a, a better department working on this. You know, like we have a department that is with Sally Mae. Like they work for us, but at the same time, they handle it rather than the customer service people. Um, kind of alleviate some stress off of the customer service people um, and, and go about, you know, getting that stuff taken care of process. They'll be able to analyze and help offer other types of repayment options if those work and are available uh, for the person making the loan payment and this and that. I mean, this person got so detailed with it and like, well, can your co-signer help? And I was like, is Karen so-and-so available to help with payments and I said that is my mother and she's dead she passed away in October this is why we sat there trying to call back in November place our loans in forbearance but we got told then oh we're not eligible because six month period so we understood that but we had to make it by then just like we're having to try to make it by now Because we're getting getting hit with backlash type stuff based off of that. And they just they were like, okay. Well, we're sorry about that. My condolences. And I was like, I don't need your condolences. I need to understand, you know, and this wasn't to that escalation person. This is still to the first person that we were talking to. And when we explained that to the escalation person, she goes, yeah, we. I, I see where the problem is. It's not y'all. It's it's our customer service people. They're not listening. They're not trying to help. They're just saying what. We'll we'll take care of it. I said, well, I appreciate it. Thank you. You've been helpful. My wife made sure she got the right number to call tomorrow for today. I mean, this is why I hate customer service people because they, like I said, they get told, here's what you can say, here's what you cannot say. Rather than, hey, we're going to help our customers, we're going to be genuine with our customers and do right by them. That's, that's the real thing right there. We're going to be genuine, we're going to help our customers. <clears throat> I'm so sick of that, though. Like, every time we turn around, there's that kind of situation. I can't wait to get my student loan paid off of that company. I am so sick of that company right now. I, I really am. I've got one loan that's got about 19 more times to get paid on, and it's done. Like, I love it when you, you can almost see the finish line on your loan repayments, whether it's a car, house, student loan, whatever. And you're like, hey, this is almost over with. 
This is awesome. And I know you're probably thinking, gosh, look at that, you know, you're always so, like, amped up, you're always so aggravated or frustrated, or something's always going on in your life, man, and you just gotta, like, chill out and relax. You're probably thinking that, you're more than likely probably right. But let's face it, I'm not the only one that feels like this. <clears throat> I can guarantee you, if you had the same situation, you were in the same predicament, you would be doing the same exact thing. And you wouldn't want to sit there and just say, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. It's going to be okay. This and that. No. You'd more than likely be just as angry and ticked off about it as I would, as I am. See, I don't like it when people sit there and try to treat me like I'm a fool and think they're going to get away with it. Because they're not. You're not going to win with that. With that, You're not going to win with me on that. <clears throat> I have too much going on to sit there and be treated like that and let you think you're going to get away with it. What's the bad part is all the meanwhile all this is going on and like of course my wife had thought about this a couple days before she didn't talk to me about it and I'm like we need to talk about this kind of stuff always made it out of those bad situations and everything. I'm not saying that we're in such a bad situation, but I'm trying to help us keep from getting in that bad situation and everything. And it's just, it's aggravating.
Yeah, I was just passing the bus. Obviously, I'm on my way to work. I'm just imagining that when my wife calls and they ask, is your cosigner able to help pay for it? What my wife is going to go through saying that. Because her cosigner was my mom. My mom was probably the most influential member in her life. That was basically her mom. And I've told people that, and they're just like, okay. So your mom was a, a stand-up type of person, and I'm like, yeah. You better believe she was. My mom was the type of person that when she would go to football games, my friends would sit around her and say, hey, you know, Miss So-and-So, um, how are you doing? You know, and she would respond and she would talk to them and everything else. I mean, she would pay attention to the game. She would pay attention to the band. She would do all that. But she cared about people. And she was there for people. It still hurts. Even to this day. It's been... Six months. Six months since she passed. I tried to be that for my students. But there are always some that, that don't trust me because they've been burned before in the past. Uh, there are some that, like, let me put it this way, all right? I, I'm a band director, right? I've, talk, I've told you all that before. Uh, explain that. That lifestyle of being a band director means you're on the road 90% of the time from August through like the beginning of November, sometimes even past that. 90% of the time, you're always on the road. If you're not walking in the door at 6 30, 7 o'clock at night after band practice, chances are you aren't doing something right. Uh, if you're not pouring yourself into bed about 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning after a football game, chances are the next week you're going to. I had a kid yesterday, and not just one kid, a number of kids. And I don't get this, alright? Like, when I was growing up, I was always taught and told 
that if if I had a question or situation or a problem and I needed help with it to ask for help. Right? Don't sit there and just write it off. Don't sit there and just, you know, think, oh, well, I'll get it later on. Ask for help. I'll be more than happy to help you. But what's bad about it is some of my students, and these are these are young kids also, you know, and that's what you gotta keep in mind with this. Some of these students don't get that kind of like inspiration or, or or anything like that. They just go, why are you better How could you do this? Why are you know this and that? I asked a student yesterday, I said, why are you so nervous? Are you so afraid to play a wrong note that I'm going to tell you you can't be in band? And they kind of looked at me and they were like, well, I'm kind of worried about not one, not being able to be in band next year. I, I really like it. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you to leave because you mess up playing a note. If you're purposely trying to mess up, I can tell. When you're scared, I can tell. When you know what you're doing and you're, you're feeling perfectly good about it, I can tell. <laughs> but some of these kids, man, some of them just... They just don't get it yet. And they're young, and they will get it. They will. I promise you they will. And why do I say I, I promise you they will? That's because at the end of the day, um, they will understand in the long run. Like, the reason why I say that is because I'm going to be there next year. I'm going to see them again next year. I'm going to work with them then also. I just want them to succeed. That's it. I want them to succeed, do well. Not be afraid to play wrong notes. That's, that's how you get better.
don't know. I'm just thinking about all the the ridiculous things that you know I face on a daily basis, uh, from kids being scared to teenagers' attitudes to breaking and rebuilding the culture of a, a team man, whatever you want to call it. You know, all that kind of stuff. And then to go home and have to deal with more stupidity with people like customer service representatives and agents and stuff like that. Because I'm going to tell you right now, there's no reason for some of those people to be working there if they can't sit there and help you. There's no reason for all these people to have attitudes and not want to help. Right? I say that as kindly as possible. I really do. I say it as kindly as possible. I say it as, as respectfully as possible. Um, there's just no reason for it. absolutely aggravates me that this is the kind of society we are living in. This is the kind of society that says, hey, um, we care about you, but we're going to still act this way. We're still going to do things this way. And stuff like that. It is those type of people. It's those people who you just want to take sometimes and go, what the hell are you doing? What is going on? Right? That's that's half the time what I want to sit there and say and do.
just I'm thinking about all these other things I gotta do at work right now. Trying to make sure like I'm gonna be okay. I'm not saying that I wouldn't be okay, but just trying to make sure that I will be. The problem is a lot of people and I say this as politely as possible, a lot of people want to see us as teachers, as uh, just normal, everyday, hardworking Americans. People want to see us do great things with what we have, not with what we need. Uh, I'll give you an example. My band hall has absolutely the bare minimum of things that would be helpful. I've seen recently where when the governor signed the teacher's bill, the teacher pay raise bill, it's HB 530, if I'm not mistaken, here in the state of Mississippi. The amount of comments and responses in regards to that was astronomical. He went from one end of the spectrum to the other. That's what I mean by that. Like, oh, good. Finally, the teachers are being valued. Finally, the teachers are, you know, this has been long overdue, this and that, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Why, why was this not done sooner and this and that? And, you know, why, why did you wait around on this? Why did this take so long just to get done, this and that? I mean, it was all kinds of stuff, all kinds of responses on it. And then there were some that were just like, so that's what you really think? Okay. Stuff like, well, why do they get a pay raise? They sit at home during the summer and don't do anything. Why, why should we worry about just teachers? What about first responders? First responders already got a pay raise. Everybody's got their hand out looking for some kind of way to get more money versus actually doing their job. Not saying that they don't do their job, but just along the lines of we we've worked for this for several years. 
we're below national average in the state of Mississippi. We're below the southeastern average. Now we're higher than that. People want to sit there and talk bad about the state of Mississippi when our governor is actually trying to do a good job. I'm not saying that he does everything correctly. I'm not saying that he does everything right. But in the moments where he triumphs and he does well, everybody in the state has got, I wouldn't say everybody, but there, there's a large group of people, a large number of people that sit there and think, oh, well, he's still not doing great because here, here's what's going on. We, we need this. We need that. We, you know, we don't need to give teachers a pay raise. They, they don't deserve it. Stuff like that. Like, that's... That's the, the level of it. That's the level of, of stuff that I've heard here recently that, oh, teachers don't deserve this, and they don't do this, or, and they want more days off, and this and that. No, we don't want more days off. We're perfectly happy with working for what we've got. If you told us we had to work this, we're going to work it. We complain about not having the resources, not having the support from parents and from the community. Our administrators put more work on us. Why? Because we don't have the full staff that we need to sit there and do things. I cover three different, I'm sorry, four different preps a day. That's four different types of classes I teach a day. One where inclusion kids come in. Four different preps. One of which has nothing to one of which has nothing to do with music. I've been told I've got to sit there and have uh, help with this tier stuff. Got to help with this. Got to help with that. I'm gonna tell you right now, none of this. None of this is needed if you have the proper staffing. But we don't. But we don't. And we have people who just, eh, whatever. It's okay. It'll be what it is. Like, that's. That's legit, 100%. What we get told. <laughs> oh, man. I'm the only band director in my school, by the way. I, I do all of the classes. 
I have to do all the repairs, I have to do all the classes, I have to do all this, I have to do all that. And I just, I don't know. I think that in the end, in the long run, and in the grand scheme of things, there needs to be a balance. There, there needs to be a balance amongst everything. If you're going to have... If you're gonna do the best thing, if you're gonna do the best thing to try to, I'm sorry, I'm saying this wrong. If you're gonna do everything in your ability, everything in your life to try to have the best outcome in life, you don't need to fill yourself with toxic people. You don't need to fill yourself with bad days and everything else. And it kind of goes with what I was saying earlier. Jeez, look at that. You know, you always, you know, I, I bet that's what people think every time I turn around. Man, look at that. You, you always sound, you know, so down. You're always going off on, you know, this and that, the IRS, government, work, uh, customer service now, stuff like that. But let me tell you something. How else are things going to get better if you don't tell them this is what the problem is? This is why I'm asking for the manager. This is why I'm bringing this up. This is why I'm talking about it. How else are things going to resolve themselves? How else are things going to get better at all? As a teacher, you work five days a week, eight hours a day. But it doesn't end there. You still got to do grades and lesson plans and everything else. So really that turns into about maybe nine hours a day. You take your planning period and you end up using that as not your break period, but as, all right, I need to call and make sure that this bill is paid. I've got to call and make sure that this is taken care of. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. It becomes exhausting. It becomes 100% exhausting, and no one, and I mean no one, gives a care. And they sit there and go, well, you as a teacher, you just complain, you know, you, you don't have the, the amount of time in a day needed and this and that. No, not not so much. 
not not true. Excuse me. just thinking about something that was told to me yesterday I know as a teacher as a parent I know that I ought to do something about it I ought to do something about it because it's the right thing to do if it was my child that told me that, I would put a stop to it right then and there. I would make sure I did everything in my power. To end that, so that way my kids could grow up safe. And I'm not talking about, you know, going and driving around town crazily and this and that. No, I'm talking about... I'm talking about having access and the availability to getting jewels and vapes and alcohol and everything else like that. So, I'm going to be making, yeah, I'm do everything I can to help students, future generations. So this has been Sleepy Dad, and I hope I didn't bore you too much. Hopefully, you know, you're still listening. And I'll talk to you all later. Peace. Bye.